What is happening, guys? Back with another episode of the CBM Effect, venturing into the new season. Uh, I hope that everybody is well. I hope that you are continuing to progress in your journey in the year. Uh, I can't believe that we're into March already. The time just seems to be flying in. Hopefully, you're able to take some value from the last episode, discussing how you might potentially be able to set up a diet going into summer 2024, uh, as the time is now to be getting started with that. You don't want to be looking at another year looking back and wishing that you had done something differently or given yourself enough time. The time to start dieting if you have goals uh, as early as June would be now. And I sort of want to continue on from last episode talking about how you could structure your diet uh, and sort of go into the topic of what does it take to actually get a successful result. Obviously, you see people all the time across different Instagram pages, different coaches, different individuals. They're all posting these sort of before and afters and you might wonder, well, why can't I do that? And I think, first of all, we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, right, well, what is a result to me in the first place? What does a result look like? What would you coin you're after from where you're at now? And for many people, that could be different things. That could be something like confidence in, on the beach with a top off. It might be a full-on six-pack. It might just be feeling fit enough and feeling good enough that you're happy to sort of do your day-to-day -day life activities and you're you're happy with the point where you feel comfortable in your clothes and you're not getting out of breath going up the stairs. So you need to really, really be able to sort of understand and coin what your after is in the first place. And as always, there's different methodologies that can be used. But what I always think is important as well is asking yourself why you want this after in the first place. Like, why do you want to get a six pack? Because you're gonna get confident. You're gonna feel confident, you're gonna feel good, you're gonna feel attractive. Uh, perhaps you're in a position right now where you're uncomfortable. Uh, and when you're uncomfortable, it leads to unhappiness. And that can sort of go across all avenues of life, across work, across relationships, uh, how you allow yourself to venture into social occasions. What is that six pack going to do for you? Um, perhaps you're a parent and you want to set a good example for your kids and you want to be able to just look and feel good. You want to be able to run about with them. You want to be able to sort of have a conversation going up the stairs. Um, it, it could be anything. Just understanding why you want to achieve said after. That is the two things you need to begin with. Asking yourself, what is my after and why do I want that? And then, obviously, there's a multitude of different things that we can explore within today's episode as to how you're going to be able to do that. So the first and most obvious thing that you're going to need is a plan. So asking yourself, where is my current set point? and what is stopping me from getting to where I want to be. So you're gonna to have to have a deep dive into your sort of set point that you're at right now. Explore your current habits and behaviors and ask yourself, what am I currently doing that is stopping me from getting to where I want to be? So I know where I want to go, I know where I am. What is that bridge that I need to cross and how do, how do I do it? And that could be something as simple as, you're just not exercising to the amount that you need to you're probably not on top of food the way you need to be. Um, perhaps you just don't have a routine lockdown. I think the thing that a lot of people struggle with, uh, because let's face it, um, there's a lot of people that will listen to this. Um, you're either going to just want to pick up something for your own education or perhaps you've been trying in the past but you've not quite got to where you want to be. And a lot of the people that have tried and failed, it's going to come down to a lack of consistency with what you're doing. Like we can go back to previous episodes where I've talked about people that say they're eating very little calories and you probably are, but then you're, you're 
putting yourself down this rabbit hole where you're doing it for a few days, perhaps even a couple of weeks, and then you're fucked, and then you're overeating, and then you're consuming too much food, you're saying, fuck it, you're putting yourself a step back, and then you're repeating this process, and then before you know it, you're just wishing you were back to where you started in the first place. So being able to understand your dynamics of your food intake and how you're structuring things. Like how many people do we know that, or how many people do you know, sorry, that you're like, right, I'm back to it today. They, they have a big crack and then they go backwards and right, I'm back to it and back and, and all these things. Uh, and we want to be able to solidify a set point that we can maintain uh, and understand that what we need to maintain versus the work that we might need to do to get to the result in the first place might be two different things. So you need to set up your foundations of being able to understand, right, I want to be able to keep this up off the back of getting to where I want to be um, or I want to improve and expand upon the results uh, that might be in the emphasis of it running lower body fat levels, something that might not be sustainable. But the behaviors and habits that you want to pick up along the way are going to be things that you want to carry thereafter. So you're not being one of these people that, right, I'm back to it. Okay, right, I've got to where I want to be. Now I can relax back to it, that sort of thing. So setting up a routine that's going to allow you to continue on is going to be first and foremost important. How many times a week can you go to the gym? Is it three? Is it four? Do you want to be doing five? I always think five Five is a great number, especially if you enjoy it. But there has to be an element with five days a week that you're there because you really enjoy it and because you want to be. I can wholeheartedly say you do not need to be in the gym five times a week weight training if if you don't want to be. I feel like four is a sweet spot. Five is there for sure. Um, but I've seen plenty of great results with three. So you need to sort of figure out how many times you can realistically be in the gym, not versus what you think you need to be. And then you need to look at your daily movement because I do feel that there is like an overemphasis on steps in the fitness industry. I think the mantra is really right. Hit this step count so you're not being a lazy bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't like this huge emphasis on steps it is more there for you to not just be a lazy bastard, like I say. So you need to look at your daily movement across the day and ensure that you're moving enough. Uh, and that might, you might be someone that's really busy. You might be someone that like, I've got clients that work jobs where they pretty much can't move all day. Like they've got two or 3,000 steps that they get in their, their job because they just have appointments or they're sat at a desk or perhaps they, they don't get very, lim- they get very limited lunch. Uh, and you need to look at these and be like, right, okay, so my movement's something that I need to work upon. How how can we do that? Uh, we need to look at things like averaging out across the week. So in the beginning stages, like we can do what's needed. When you're getting to the nitty gritty stuff or closer to the goal, there might have to be a push comes to sub type, shove type situation where you just need to get on with it and you need to find more hours in the day. But initially you can look at little things like can you just add on extra steps at the workout in a treadmill? Um, can you have higher walks on days off where you can compensate for lower step in count? Like there is that factor of the weekly average that we can take into consideration. Um, but I do, I do think that the bigger the goal, the more the commitment is needed. And this initial stage is just about foundation. So you need to be able to figure out how you can get your daily movement in across the day and across the week. Can you get up half an hour before work and go walk? Can you stay half an hour after and drive home? Like, can you before, after as soon as you're done work, can you just go for half hour walk? That sort of thing. Can you walk to the shops? Can you walk to the gym? Can you park further away from the gym? That kind of thing. Uh, so you need to be able to lay these foundations, but understand that in order to get to the result, there is a case of you just need to do what needs done. And the bigger the goal, the more true that stands. 
obviously then you can do cardio and there is a, a big back and forth um with different coaches within the industry of if you need cardio you might hate cardio i, I personally believe in cardio uh, i 100 agree um you have cardio in there you can have a little bit more food it obviously it's heart health it aids digestion of food you feel good for it after like if you're anything like me i cannot be fucked when i'm getting towards that cardio but then you do it and you feel great for it afterwards so you just need to be able to set a baseline so like I, I, as I've said previously, an hour. Can you give me can you give me an hour across the week? Can you add on twenty minutes at the end of the session each week, or half an hour twice? Can you do half an hour after one session and come in and do half an hour on a day off? Can you go a run? How can you do it? Can you do a class? That sort of thing. You need to be exploring where these avenues can come from and how you can ensure that your daily movement through steps, cardio, and workouts can be done. And you need to be able to set that foundation there, uh, and that's where I'd want you to begin. You're also going to want to look at your environment. Now, this can be different things. Gym. How is the gym workout treating you? Like, are you, in a, are you in a gym where it's full of groups of young boys and girls and it's too crowded and you can't get in on anything you want to be done to the point you don't want to be there? Can you explore making sure that you're in a, a gym where you can maximize where you want to be getting to? Like, I run my own gym uh, alongside the two boys I work with and I don't train there. Now, the main reason being is that I, I run that place. I've got clients there all the time. And I'm not going to not speak to them. But that takes away my efficiency to get what I need done. So I would far rather train at a gym where I don't know too many people. It's a little bit more suited to my bodybuilding goals. And I've got the time in a day to do that. So asking yourself, right, what, am I in the optimal place where I can get the most out of my workouts? And if it's a case of you need to do what you need to do, then you just need to make sure you get that done. Let's look at environment at home. Are you setting yourself up in the best possible place to get yourself results? And now... At home life can mean things like the company that you keep, your friends, your relationships, or is everybody around you supportive of your goals or are they proven to be a hindrance? Are you proven, to, are you having peer pressure? Are you having people like, oh, you could just have this, you could just have that. Assessing those that you spend a lot of your time around and ask, is this helping me or leaning to against me in order for me to get where I want to be for my goal? So it is, definitely is worth looking at those that you spend yourself your time around and asking, are they... Are they proven to be motivational in your life? Are they helping you get to where you want to be? Do they have the same interests as you? That's not something I want to too dive, dive too deep into, but I do want you to be asking yourself these questions. At home, what kind of foods do you have around you? Now, these are different factors here because if you're a parent and you have children, and there, there's got to be foods there that you just need to be able to avoid. But me, for example, on my own, I live at home. I live on my own. I do my own food shopping. The food that is in my house is the food that I choose to be in there. So... Can you ensure that if you have trigger foods or if you are liable to overeating and snacking and you have the ability to not have that food in the house, can you just do that? There are studies that show the more close proximity the food is to you, the more likely you're going to have it. You put food away in a different room, further away where you have to travel and go and get it, or if it's not in the house and available, you're less likely to eat it. So asking yourself, like, can I control my food choices a little bit more? Can I ensure that I either write a list when I go or perhaps I go after eating my food so I'm satisfied, I've got less cravings, so I'm more sensible in my choices. Or perhaps I just click and collect so that I'm not actually providing any temptation. I pick the foods that I want and then I just go and get it with the plan. All these little things can help. Remember, if the food isn't there, you can't eat it. Uh, and if you have the food there, then it goes back to being aware of potential triggers in the house, aware awareness of the, the potential for you to actually consume these foods and get on top of these behaviors before you do it mindlessly. 
be more aware of your behaviors and ask, do I really want this right now or am I having it because it's there? Am I having it because my brain associates these behaviors and these foods with feeling good? Like for you to change and get a result that you haven't done before, you need to be able to do things differently than before. And of course we can have that balance. There's everything that's involved in there. You can consume foods like on my diets, I'll have jam, I'll have Biscoff, I'll have dark chocolate, I'll have foods that I enjoy, cereal and whatnot. But you need to make sure that foods that deter you from your progress that you're perhaps liable to overeat on are harder to access so i think that's a really important one is controlling the food sources that are in your house and being more aware of that next up let's look at sleep let's look at the bedroom so is your room temperature regulated cold enough to uh, allow you to get a good night's sleep is the room dark enough are you got a television in your room is it providing just being an entertainment center where you can't truly switch off so me personally my tv is just in the sitting room and my bedroom is for sleeping it's always dark it's always cool I don't go into my bedroom unless I'm getting changed or if I need something. I'm not spending any real amount of time in my bedroom until it's time to sleep. Because just remember the factors that go around that. If your body does not get a good night's sleep, then it's going to be in a state of stress. Again, studies show that more sleep provides better expertise. Better expertise. You can tell I'm doing this off the cuff. Provides better results in it, uh, around fat loss. So making sure that you put yourself in an environment where you're getting the best possible sleep is going to help again. So like I say, cool dark room. Making sure there's no screen time around bedtime to Kind of factor that down taper food and liquids down so it's not interrupting the body's ability to get the best night's sleep um if you struggle to get to sleep can we look at behaviors around that can we look at deep guided breathing can we look at potentially journaling or meditating can we look at hot showers before bed can we look at uh what's another one supplementation perhaps ashwagandha or melatonin to make sure that you're giving your body the best possible chance like i can pretty much guarantee you are not going to get the best result you possibly can if you are not sleeping up to scratch and i had this conversation we could even call it debates we could even go as far as arguments with some clients uh from time to time and they're like oh yeah i get four or five hours sleep but i'm fine though and my my response is always the same like you might be fine but think how much better you could be if you got those extra couple hours sleep and you give your body a chance to actually recover from a hard day's workout a hard day's stress like just always remember guys the body rests at night when you sleep if you don't recover you don't perform the body's not going to shift fat the way you want it to cravings are going to be up stress is going to be higher and we all know how the stress response of the body works and the impact that it can have on your ability to make progress so you need to be looking at these things like environment. So going back to summarize, you need to look at those you spend your time around, the foods you have in your house, your bedroom, and your ability to get the best night possible sleep. Like in an ideal world, if it was simple, everybody could just have a plan. They would just follow it to the T. But life's not simple. Otherwise, everybody would have a six pack and I wouldn't be in a job. <laughs> so my job is to try and help as many people as possible to do that. So we've nailed how we need to get a routine down. And then we need to look at your actual awareness of your behaviors across the week. And I'm going to coin that under consistency and adherence. And as you'll be listening to this, you're going to be noticing that there's no groundbreaking, game-changing bits of advice. I'm just laying out everything very simply to make you understand that it is a simple process. You can get any result you want permitting you give yourself enough time and adherence you just need to find something that you can adhere to and be consistent to in the first place without consistency without adherence you're not getting to where you need to be and that could be with the best plan in the world you take optimal plan and 50 percent adherence or you take 50 percent plan and 100 percent adherence guess which one wins so you need to make sure that you're you're doing that so again shortcomings come down to where you've fallen short in the week what is it that's causing that for you is it missing gym sessions is it missing cardio 
Is it overeating? Is it social occasions? Is it another factor, for example? And these can come under different umbrellas. Like It's very hard to explore this in one podcast episode, but let's start with time management. The age-old, I don't have the time. You're a liar. (laughs) You're full of shit. You do have time. You just don't prioritize your time properly. Now, there is going to be people, some people, because I have worked with people that are very short on time, but they get it done anyway. I'm not going to say you don't, you've got buckets of time. You just don't use your time wisely. And planning out your week is going to be so important. If you're if you're someone that is time short and you struggle to commit to it, you're going to have to be more aware of your time and any given day across a given week. Uh, and I always like to say, like, the more in control of your day or your day that you are, the more awareness you have around what's going down and where you're doing it and how it's getting done, the more likely you are to succeed. Versus if you just be like, right, well, yeah, I'm going to have this at this time and I might work out tonight if I've got the time. You procrastinate, you put things off. You spend half an hour watching TikTok. Uh, you spend half an hour, that you watch that extra Netflix episode. You lie in bed half an hour later than you should. Uh, and, and you push things back. So the way I look at it is everybody here, most people are likely to have a job or some form of commitment to time uh, across education or, or, or paid work. How many times in a day or a week in a month do you think, I can't be bothered today, I'd rather not do it? But you do it anyway, because if you don't, you don't get paid. Or if it's if it's education, if you don't do it, you don't get the degree that you're after in order to get work down the line. You understand that despite the fact that you don't want to do it, you show up anyway because you need to. It's in your diary, you know that's what you're doing every week, and you get it done because you know the outcome to it. Same principle I want you to have within your your activities here. You might not want to do it some days, but you're going to do it because you know what's going to get you to where you want to be. And the more control you have of when you're doing it, i.e., right, Monday morning, I know that I can get up and I can get a workout done first thing in the morning and I can go to work to start my week off strong. You program in that workout from half six to half seven every Monday and you treat it with the same sense of responsibility to showing up as you would to a job, you're going to get it done. Um, quiet at night on a Tuesday, you know that's going to be the night that you meal prep because you get it done. And if you meal prep, you're more likely to stick to it because the food is ready and available and you know what you have. Me personally, I just like to meal prep my, my meats. I like to have more option, but I have time availability that allows me to do this. Perhaps Wednesday's a really busy day. Um, you've got something on first thing, you work late, you know it's not going to happen. That'll be your day off in the week. Uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, for example, you've got a half day. Cool, get a workout and cardio in. Fridays, again, a write-off, perhaps Friday's not going. Saturday, Sunday, you've got options. So perhaps you give yourself backup options because you always need to do this. Like I I would try and factor in, you know what days you're going to work out. You know when you're going to cardio. You know where you're going to do your meal prep. Um, You could go down the rabbit hole of knowing what times roughly you're going to eat your foods at. But that is um, that's getting up there. I don't think you quite need to do that. But having options, say something comes up on Tuesday, you can't do your meal prep. Can you meal prep another night? Uh, Monday morning, you sleep in. When else can you get your workouts done? So having a rigid schedule, but giving yourself backup options in case something happens, which is just life, so that you can still get it in anyway. Um, Social occasions is another big one. And I've said this in a reel before, and, and people think that People think they're special. They think their problems are unique to them. They think, ah, fucking, I just can't get it done because I've got all this on and it's just not possible. Well, there's a thousand other people all around the country doing exactly what you want to do with the circumstances you've got. They just factor it in and they behave better about it. So social occasions, perhaps you just can't say no. Perhaps um, your friends are very social. That's how you like to spend your, your spare time. Well, you don't have to have the pizza every time you go out. You don't have to have 
pizza dessert every time you go out. I like pizza, that's my go-to. Uh, you don't have to rip the arse out of it every single time you get drunk. And I know what you'll say. You'll be like, oh, well, my friends do it, though, and I'll feel like I'm left out. Well, are you happy with your body? Are you where you want to be? Do you not think that just saying no to such occasions or or just being there and present with your friends, skipping the dessert, having a healthier option that's going to allow you to get to where you want to be, do you not think that's worth how you'll feel when you get to the, the after that we spoke about at the beginning? So there needs to be a real sense of, even if everybody else is doing it, why do you really have to do it? What are you really missing out on if you don't consume the foods that they're consuming or if you have a healthier option, if you're still there and present in the moment? I like a night out as much as anybody, um, but... If you're going out every single weekend, what's really the harm in pulling that back to go out once a month? Maybe you do something else with your time on a Saturday that doesn't involve loads of money. And maybe you can put that money that you'd miss out on a coach on a night out to a coach, that sort of thing. So you need to be really aware of your behaviours and ask yourself, is this giving me what I want in regards to my progress? Am I going to get to where I want to be from the choices I'm about to make? And it all comes back to that awareness that I spoke about earlier in the episode. If your choices are not in line with your goals and you do that too often, you're simply not going to get to where you want to be. And at that point, it's not a case of, yeah, my circumstances are this, I just don't have the time, or it's a case of you didn't behave in a way that is in line with your goals. And it, it really is as simple as that. So you need to make sure that you can do that. So there's nothing wrong with having an off-plan meal once a week. If you're out four times a week, don't be a dickhead. Don't have four fatty, rich meals. Maybe have one of them. Uh, maybe you just allocate a bit more calories across the days leading up to that. And then the other times you can have a meat-based meal or a fish-based meal or a sandwich or something that's easier in calories. Um, you're, you're, when you're going out, you make sure that you are sensible with your alcohol choices. You make sure that you take up some calories earlier in the week to get there. You make sure you get back on it the next day because that's the biggest one. And you'll find that I'm not giving you information here across the 21 minutes we've discussed so far as to set behaviors or or set numbers as to what you need to do. I'm telling you that you need to change your behaviors and your thought processes and your mindset. And you need to work on personal development in regards to how you think, how you plan your days, your time management. Because when it comes down to it, anybody can theoretically get a result. Anybody. They just need to behave in a way that is in line with their goals. If you don't, you don't get it. Ask yourself every time you've attempted anything to get to where you want to be in the past and if you've not got there. I guarantee there's something in this episode that clicks. Well, yeah, I probably wasn't doing that or I wasn't being accurate with my food intake. Perhaps didn't track my 300 calorie coffees that I have every single day or that handful of sweeties that I'd have after every meal. Um, So, yeah, think about it like that. And that's a fair point as well. Your food intake, actually being accurate with it. If you consume it, but you don't track it, it still counts. <laughs> Any food you consume across the day, just because it doesn't go into my fitness pal, it absolutely still counts. So being more aware of that as well, tracking everything so that you're more in tune with what's happening uh, will be a big one. So there's a lot to think about in this episode. Um, I did start off with the title being what does it take to get a result, but we might have to rethink that one. Uh, but I want you to go away and I want you to analyze your routine your environment, your behaviours, and ask yourself, is it conducive to the goal that I want to get? And once you've got that nailed down, once you can say yes to everything, then you can start moving forward. And a lot of this will tie up with other episodes we've done. Once those foundations are nailed, it's a case of give yourself enough time 
factor in any diet breaks that might be required through holidays, occasions, or you might not even call it a diet break, but time away from the diet for that. Uh, factor in occasions that might need to be worked around where time might be a little bit short. Have a progressive approach. The numbers that you start on at the beginning from both calories and perhaps movement aren't going to be the same at the end. Like understand that work work will need to be put in. If your goal is if your goal is just to get to a place where you can maintain and be happy, that's a little bit different. But let's assume you want something that's a little bit out there that you want to be proud of that you work towards and be like, I've never had that before and I've always wanted it and I've never been able to and now I've got it. More work is going to have to be put in than what you initially think. And that's okay because you've got the pressure of the timeline. You know it's not forever. You know it's just for a short period of time and then you can pull it back thereafter. And once you get to that result and you want to sort of keep it that's what maintenance is for. That is what reverse dieting is for, where you pull back on cardio, you increase calories, and you give yourself a little bit more balance. But just keep in mind that in that initial phase to get to where you want to be that after, so to speak, especially if it is a visual compositional based after, there might need to come a time where you have to pull back a little bit on that balance and work a little bit harder to get that return that you're after. And you need to go into your journey knowing and understanding that, but understanding that the foundations need to be in play in the first place so that you've got something to fall back onto. So you're not one of those people that go balls to the wall for a few months, then stop because you just go straight back to where you want to be. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I just want to get back to where I was a couple of years ago or that result I got last year was really good, but I'm, I'm not there. So a lot to think about in this episode, guys. Uh, I hope that you're able to take something away from it. As always, any shares, any questions, anything at all is appreciated. We'll be back soon with another episode. I hope that you enjoy and we'll catch up soon. Thanks.